Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we welcome to another mini episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who, who, who's with me? Who lost her memory? No idea who they are. I seem to have a sticky note here saying that my name is Daniel Melman. <laughs> with it. Hi, I'm Daniel Melman. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me back, Mike. Of course. And I'm Dominic Chikoki. Yeah, that sounds right. That's probably what would happen if all of a sudden you lost your memory. Woke up on a beach. I just read that off the thing and there we are. I guess that's me. Hello. So we are here. We are doing another mini episode. And Dominic, why don't you introduce what we're talking about? Because this completely was your pick. We're talking about East One or Ancient East Vanished Omens, a 1987 RPG from Nihon Falcom. And what I so we should say this game has been released on like everything. Yes. <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. From the master system all the way up to Steam. Yes. In various is... states of remake and re-release. Usually not on home consoles, but pretty much everything else got releases throughout the year. This years. is on PlayStation 2, apparently, also. Is it? In Japan, oh, probably, right. They yes. did a bunch of weird PS2 remakes. It's on Android, too, and iOS. Mm-hmm. And there were flip phone versions. My God. I played the PC Steam version, which is the PSP version, I think, correct? And I um, PSP version, yes. Okay. It was... So there's a 1998 remake for Microsoft Windows... And that gets ported to the PSP with some extra features. And then that PSP version's updates were rolled back into the PC version. Okay, interesting. Is that Eternal or is that Complete? Yep, that's okay. Eternal. And then <laughs> Complete is the two collected with some bug fixes. And then, um, and Chronicles, then Chronicles is the is PSP the, version. That Chronicles I Plus is they take those features and put them on PC. <laughs> <laughs> And now, if you also play, like you can on PSP, Chronicles and Complete back-to-back, you realize all that's changed is the art style. Yes, it's the same game. And the PSP one came out in... No, I didn't know. It was not correct. 2013, <laughs> not it looks like. 2013? Okay. This is also the Virtual Console Wii. Maybe in Japan well, or... In America. North America. So, I mean, so the Wii Virtual Console version is the Turbo Graphics version, which is... Oh, okay. It's kind of a collection of the first two East games, but it also, like, you keep your character between them. It's seamless. Like, they make it one game. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. It covers the story of both. Also, uh, uh, 2011 for PSP in America. 2009 in Japan. Oh, okay. I I was looking at, there's so many different things here. Yes. (laughs) I I found the series through the DS version, which is apparently the wrong way to do it. (laughs) I mean, did you enjoy it? Yes, I loved it. Well, there you go. It's just That's the wrong version for you. I mean, the thing that I found interesting, I had never, I have never played a Yeast game. I had no interest in ever playing them. I think I might have tried, or I saw how one was, and I saw the bump combat, which we'll be talking about, I'm yes. sure, very yes. soon. And I had no, absolutely no interest in this. And I just, I've never played any of them. I mean, I've seen them. I've seen the PSP version. I've seen the PC version. I just did not, wasn't interested in this, in this series at all or this game. In one bit. Like people would talk about Yeez all the time. Like, oh, this one came out. Like, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I, I think I've been in a few groups with you where I talked about Yeez a lot. <laughs> I have probably talked about Yeez a lot here and there over the years as well. Which is fine. I mean, I never have a problem people liking whatever mm-hmm. they like. I just had no interest. And I went into this game kind of, well, I use a guide, of course, but I went into this blind. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like, the way the game starts off is very RPG cliche. You wake up with no memory. Hence the reason we're joking in the beginning. And yes, you just wake Be up on clear, a beach. And, it was an RPG cliche in 1987. <laughs> I mean, it, it like we didn't have RPGs back then. That's my- also, it's just Link's Awakening opening again. Yes, that too. Before <laughs> That's all I thought of when I saw it the first time. I'm like, ah, Link's Awakening. He wakes up on a beach. They rescue him. They put him in a bed. And Link's then- Awakening stole from East, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but you're right, because this was actually added to the Windows version. This part is is not in the Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. You know how when you go to the second town, it's like the gate is facing north and it feels really weird? Yeah. That's because that was the first town in all the other versions. Just oh, started. really? Like you just show up, you just start. I and uh, Mike, you, you should go ahead and explain this, but you, this is all optional. I I just ran from it and skipped it and just went to the second town and started. Oh, the game well, I mean, normal. there's not much you do in the first town other than if you talk to everybody, you get a free sword, which is nice. But other than that, yeah, I mean, it manages to sink its way into like, oh, yeah, you talk to the guy in the resistance, you go back and you talk to the the sleepwalker guy, you can find his plot line there. And you start learning a bit about what's going on on the continent. But like the, the storm wall, there's a big wall. There's like a hurricane that's been going on for hundreds of years. So it's people end there. up here and never leave. <laughs> Which sounds kind of tragic. I mean, that's how you end up because you're you're going to this island for a reason, but you don't remember anything while you're doing it. You just woke up on the beach. Yes. And they saved you. But like they had a very classic RPG thing, which. You know, was something in the 80s, 90s, I feel, where if you had to talk to certain NPCs to get the game moving, otherwise the game would not continue if you missed it. Yep. Which happened to me if I didn't have a guy, yeah. would have. <laughs> so, so it reminded me of that when I first played this version, and that's why I kind of didn't like it as much. But you can also just leave, <laughs> and it works. Well, you can go right to the second town. Yeah. I mean, the only mm-hmm. difference is you have to run through a field of enemies without a weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You can get a sword in the, t- the first town before that? Yeah. In the very oh, first time, if you talk to every <laughs> NPC, then go back to the resistance guy, he'll give you a free sword. Oh, I didn't do that. I, I, I only did because the guy to told me to. Early on. But, like, I the think... game, I doesn't expect... Because, like, when you when you first go out there, you can still kill things off the sword, but it's it's hard. You'll die a it's, lot faster. Well, I think, back to the DS version, where I'm like, okay, I've, I've talked to everybody, I think. What do I do now? Oh, I can just leave? Okay. Oh, I need to get money for, to buy these swords? I guess I'll just spend what little money I have and get a sword and just start grinding. Or... Well, on, on replay, you realize you have exactly enough money to buy the sapphire ring in Pim Shop, and then sell that for five hundred gold more than you started with. So you'll oh, have that's to grind cool. one hundred gold there. Because this cool. game, this game is meant to be replayed and speedrun. Like it is yes. designed around that. I can see that. Yeah, I could too. I don't see myself ever speedrunning it, but I can see it. <laughs> also worth mentioning, I love the the conception of this series as, as it goes on because. As as it, as I believe it goes, this is about Adol, who's just this guy who's this adventurer with red hair who shows up. And after these first couple games, it's just like he wrote a bunch of books and a bunch of adventures. And here's mm-hmm. another book. Here's another adventure that he went on. There's a million of them. It's like you're reading the travel journals of the greatest hero who ever lived. Because <laughs> like, it's him learning. and like all the almost all these games after like one I was re- I was listening to somebody on YouTube talk about. And I was like, wow, that surprised me. He's like it's Mad always Max the same that guy. Way. That there are so many, or that it's always at all, Kristen. And it's always the same guy. Mm-hmm. I figured it would be different characters, or, you know, or ancestors that look like him, or something of that nature. Again, I never paid any attention to the series. So, <laughs> do, do you remember the thief near the end of the game who just punches down the wall? Yes, doggy. He, 
Adogi, yeah. He's the other <laughs> main character in the series. He it, like after this, he and Adol literally sail around the world looking for prophecies to fulfill because that's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> it's rad. I love it. I mean, it's just, and the graphics, like when the PC version, which is the PSP version, the graphics I think are very they're very charming. They're just sprite based mm-hmm. and they look they look pretty. Like they look really pretty. Yeah, they're nicely animated. They're they're kind of squat, but also yeah. elegant. It's a I good like look. Them a lot. And I like the uh, the the chronic uh, no, uh, the the, yeah, the chronicles version of the artwork. The complete version is a bit ugly. I will say it, it's more like traditionally anime. Like it feels more generic, but I don't hate it. Like when you like, talk to people, you get a little like when you go to like a town inside a bar, or inside one of the towns, and you talk to someone inside a house, you get like a little a little picture of them, anime picture type thing while you're talking to them. I like that too. I also often prefer the complete soundtrack, which is. Like high quality MIDI as sure. opposed to the Chronicle soundtrack, which is live instruments. I, I think they're both great. So when and you load up this game on PC, it lets you pick which version you want: two thousand something to two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. so it's just like the PSP version. Okay, I, I I picked the newer year because that seemed correct, but I did both. Okay, well you not. can you can go into the menu at any time and switch the art you're using and the music you're using between Chronicles Complete and the original PC eighty eight version like back from 1987 which i'm i'm messing around with right now to see how different it is so it's like master chief collection then pretty much Uh, the graphics and like game are always the same but everything else you can switch around whenever you want okay and then when you get to the second town that's when you're like i wouldn't have figured this out i know there's a couple side quests you can do in this game which i never did like i didn't buy that sapphire ring and sell it to the guy i didn't do that I I did talk to the fortune teller because the game makes you and then she tells you to go find the wise books and that somebody so Special was coming. So she does. But before that, she says, no, you need oh, yeah. a sword, armor, and a shield. So you need to go outside and just learn the combat system and yes. kill a bunch of stuff before you really start the story. Yes. And the combat in this game is insane. I love <laughs> it so much. <laughs> I did not like it at first, but once I got the hang of it, it grew on me. So the idea that you have to run into enemy, which is called the, the bump system, essentially what people call it. But if you hit them head on, they can hurt you. So you have to kind of you want to come at to them at a, at an angle, so that way you hit them a little differently. Yeah, kind of like bump yes. shoulders until they explode in a gory mess. Yeah, I love the way they explode. It's so <laughs> dumb. I love it. I just love being able to just run through a field and just like smack into people and just kill them and just keep going, just like mm-hmm. a, just a train. Especially it's, when you're over leveled and you're running yes. through a place and you just everything just dies instantly. There's no you don't even get hurt. I love that. It is so satisfying. I wish more games did it because it's like it's simple, but it just works. One of my favorite things about the series is it. it so I'm, I'm thinking about Kirby because the new Kirby just came out, <laughs> but it kind of feels like that where like everything is outwardly really simple and bloodless and pleasant. And it is, except you're also leaving this tale of absolute carnage wherever you go, <laughs> listening to awesome music. Like, yes. That's what he says. It was a real, like, it's very simple. I mean, but I enjoyed it. Like, when I first got into the combat, I was just running around just farming enemies to get gold because I wanted to buy the better equipment. Right it's away. so easy to do, do it. Yeah. It's, it's the easiest grinding I've ever seen. And then I did find a random, like, gold vase in, in, a, in the lake or in a river, but I had oh. no idea what to do with it. I just oh. it. So I didn't find that when I played the Chronicles version. I don't think I ever have, but I messed around with the PC-88 version and I just found it. I've never found that. Uh, it's just in the water. You have to, you if you run around the field right outside the second town, you'll find it. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess you can sell it for money. 
Well, I, I seem to remember one of the things you can barter Pim up with the sale price, like by refusing to sell to him. Maybe that's a later East game. Nope, you're right. That's what I'm watching a, a guide right now, and that's what he's doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah you there, can. there's just like a lot of stuff you're not necessarily going to find on a first playthrough, but yeah. kind of lets you speed through game things on a later playthrough. And like it has the whole inventory laid out. So like ideally it's going to be full at the end, but there's a lot of space I always <laughs> found. I've never quite <laughs> filled it up. <laughs> Fact, there might be consequences if you get the super rare, super powerful equipment you need for the story and don't buy the slightly weaker weapons. Oh, you mean, okay, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So this game is very much like runner, like just kind of running around. Like after the second town, you go to a third town, which is the last town you go to, where I think is that where you meet. This is where you meet the sleepwalker. This is where you meet the sleepwalker. Well, there's, there's a guy who sleep who keeps sleepwalking who you have to go rescue oh, okay. for a side quest. Well, you can. Well, you when you go to the no third town, his wife is like, "Oh, he's missing. He slept walking in." And then if you go back to the first town, he's like found by the doctor, and you can talk to him. He's like, "Oh, I don't need protection. I'm fine. I'm just gonna go back to my my home." And then you can follow up with him, and he's like being like accosted and like uh, out by the uh, the tree, the the northern tree, the rota tree. Yeah. I just thought I just thought it was such a funny line that like one of your side quests is going after a guy who keeps who keeps falling asleep and walking into sleep. I don't know. It just seemed really it, weird. It is me. fun. It's, a, it's one of those fun little just quirks. It's funny. I, I did like no side quests. I, I absolutely <laughs> did a speed run for this. So I I just don't know that at all. Oh, you're good. I, I only did it because the guy kind of told me and I was looking to try to make more money so I could buy the better equipment. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of it. And then it. I did, like I didn't sell the vase, which you can sell for two thousand, which would have been nice. <laughs> I had in my inventory, but I didn't sell it. Did anyone find what the piece of paper? I did, I did later. What did you do with that? I gave it to Rhea. Yep, you give it to her, and she gives you money or something. I think for it. No, she she uh, she plays the harmonica, and then like she gives lyrics to the East theme. Really? Oh, yes. That's cool. And it's like a prophecy of like what's to come, basically. To to Fina, the song the. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that one, but it's the it's not Fina, it's the other one. Yeah. No, no, the, the song is called Fina. Oh, it is? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. She does that, yes. <laughs> but I did like it when you bring the sleepwalking guy back, because she makes it, the wife makes a comment, like, I might need to tie him to the bed tonight, so he doesn't like, I don't know, it made me laugh a lot. Implying, like, keep him that way this time. <laughs> just We're just going to leave him, we ain't leaving anymore, but I don't know, I thought it funny. I mean, he leaves, obviously, because you run into him again, but... Yes. And then after you go to the second town, I think you meet with the fortune teller's sister or somebody who knew her, I think. Yeah, but her aunt. I don't know if she's supposed to be her sister, like her aunt. aunt or something. Aunt, okay. Yeah, I think it's aunt, yes. I sense. wasn't paying attention to the story at all. She <laughs> doesn't. It doesn't super matter. Old. Yeah. I just wanted to play the game and kill things and open chess. Like, it's, it's a story that's very basic and does the job, but, it, you know, it's also, it gets a pass by being 1987. Like, it's not amazing, but it works. And then you go to your first dungeon, which is the shrine right north of town. Yes. Yep. Which I, I like this as an intro dungeon, too. I thought Me it too. was wasn't bad. I, that first boss, though. But yeah. I, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause <laughs> we got to talk about him. He kicked my ass until I figure so, out what the hell I was doing. So you go into a room. You have six flames shooting off from the sides in a, in a pattern. And you have a guy in a cloak who appears and reappears. And you have to run into him and hit him. But the, is, he hurts you because if he the flames will hit you if you try to go get him sometimes. Right. And I didn't understand this. I'm like, what the fuck? Cause the flames do so much damage. Like what I, the guy told me to do, just wait till he spawns in the center and then hit him in the center. And that's it. I've definitely done that before. I, 
this time I kind of weaved in and out of the flames and, you know, beat them way faster. But I've definitely had that strat before. I kind of just grinded until it wasn't that much of an issue. Mm. Okay. I, I mean, I was I was the suggested level as the guide said, and I didn't really want to grind more. What's the but level I was like, that suggests? I, so I forget. I I grabbed the ruby. So he's the first enemy you see in the dungeon. He's not like an end of level boss. Yeah. He's like guarding the entrance. But there is a little maze and you can get a ruby in a chest. And if you go back or use a wing you bought earlier to sell it to Pim, then you can buy a better sword. and It goes much faster. Oh, yeah. You, but like, yeah, you can get the belt, the best equipment you can find through the, the shopkeepers and like <laughs> and me just being me. I'm just like, I'll just kill things. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, at every so the level cap in this game is ten, which is yes. too low. Well, I don't think it's too low. I think you're designed to reach the level cap around the halfway point of the game. So through the first half, you're kind of building in power really rapidly. Yes, and because there's like you know counting weapons, maybe fifteen bumps in strength you're going to get. They all feel really significant. I love that it's just level ten. It's just so simple and just like it is what it is. I mean, it makes sense. I just would have liked a few more because I would have. I would have hit more because I kept killing things. Because <laughs> so, you're so used well, to in RPGs where it's like you, you can go to level 100, you can go to like higher than that, and it's like no, you just go well, to 10. Well, well, in this case, it's like okay, you are the most powerful warrior in the world. This is as strong as you're going to get. Here's this giant demon tower. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much yes. And also, like the save system in this game was re- like it took me a little bit to understand the controls. Like I had to hit, uh, cause I was playing on PC and I had a controller, but I had to hit escape on the keyboard in order to bring up the menu to save. Huh. Really? I, I just did square, I think. No, not with me. I, I didn't mess with the controls or anything. I just went, I just plugged in my 360 controller and just saw what happened. And that's what it wouldn't let me do it that way. Hmm. A little weird. Just, just hit start on the PSP and saved. <laughs> <laughs> I should have played the PSP version, but I, I wanted to be legit and play a, you know, non-pirated copy. So sure. <laughs> Which is not unusual for me, but I regretted it. I'm like, man, I missed my save states already. And you can no longer, the PSP store is gone. Yeah. You can't even buy it anymore. Physical Which, copies, baby. I think I think it's also not cheap for a copy of this game, I'm assuming. Really? Uh, I, I had one at one point. I think it was yes. more expensive by the time I, it was the one I did not have. I have all the others, but. 320 for near mint for PSP. Really? I did not pay that much. I think I might have paid crap. probably maybe 60 or 80. I can't remember. So the the only physical copy I've owned is Turbo Graphics version, which is the RPG that has both one and two. It like, in which case you can level up while you're in Darm Tower. Sealed version, like two hundred twenty. Yeah, no, it's an expensive ass game. Yeah. No, no. The, well, the Turbo Graphics version was not expensive when I got it. Oh no, I mean like the PSP one. Oh, it's yeah. There aren't that many either on here on eBay either right now, and they're all over on over one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks. Jeez. I think mine was, mine was also missing a couple things. It's just like the box and like the PSP case. That's fine though. And the game. Looks, it actually looks like the Turbo Graphics version is super expensive now. Maybe I should sell mine. <laughs> but it's really interesting. Oh. This this was an important part too of like I played the DS version probably around like 2010 roughly, and like I was a teenager. I loved it. I'm like, oh, I would love to play more of it. Oh. Xseed is putting out all the games on PSP. They're putting out three different East games and all this Legend of Heroes stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Time to buy a PSP. <laughs> yeah, that's when we got we finally got the Legend of Heroes six Trails in the Sky, which this podcast is not about, but it's very exciting. <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about. Well, 
not that recently, the time you're hearing this in the Shovel Knight episode, we talked about Trails in the Sky, too. <laughs> it was the yeah. Shovel Knight episode. Trails in the Sky was a great game when it came out. I loved it. I, I But, like, I bought a PSP for Falcom games, and I was not disappointed. That's why I bought a Vita, which I kind of regret, because memories of Salsetta and uh, Trails of Cold Steel are on PC now. Um, and, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But Sony handhelds are Falcom machines for me, too. Yes. I... I really need to play Vita someday. I feel like I'm missing so many good good games on Vita that because Vita is one of the systems I I don't I never I bought it once but I bought it as a gift for my girlfriend at the time, mm. so I never really got to I never played Vita and I regret it now. <laughs> Most like of my switch. time on my Vita is PS1 and PSP games, but I love yeah. those systems a lot. I still it's one of my regrets that I never I'm waiting for Vita at some point when it's on PC efficiently. I haven't really looked, but that's my goal. <laughs> And the other thing I want to mention, like you, you aren't in this dungeon very long for this first dungeon. You go in, and I think you, you, you go all the way in. You have to rescue a girl and then get <laughs> out with the girl, and that's like your whole goal. Well, I like that. She's on the first floor. Then you come back. Wait, do you come back after that to fight? She's on off? the floor too. You go down the stairs. Well, well, she's pretty early in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. And that's how you get the mask of eyes. Oh yeah. You, either she gives it to you, or you get a key that will open it somewhere else in the dungeon, depending on the version. Yeah, and you need that to get to the bottom of the dungeon. So you need to go to this dungeon multiple times, and you know, consider upgrading your equipment uh, on a first playthrough. Like, there's no way around that. Okay, I I, I like the the animation though, like the way that they look when you're talking to them. I I like the little anime kind of like just drawings. Yeah, it's fun. It's like, oh, Adol, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this is a woman in the prison who knows her name and nothing else. <laughs> Just she like also, him. She has amnesia. Yes. Just like him. Her amnesia Perfect. turns out to be a lot more important than this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I just thought it was cool. And then, if I remember correctly, after you bring, you have to, well, you bring her back. I know that to the town. And then if you go all the way back to the first town, you can get the, another sword for free. If you yes. talk to the guy from the beginning, which I went and did. Oh, is that the Talwar? Yes. Yeah. I did yeah, that. You, you can't, I, I didn't do that, but you can't buy it for a while. I don't think you can buy it until like, you're most of the way through the mines. Yes. I believe so. Yes. And then so. you go back to the shrine, right? And then you have to go lower in the shrine. I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the story, which is, still don't have the book of these. The story, which is interesting, is that the Talwar was like a shipment, and then it went missing. And the, uh, the implication is that the guy in the first town stole it, or like found it on the beach, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why he yeah. has it. So <laughs> ev- everywhere you go, you hear rumors about a man in a cape stealing silver, like stealing everything silver and, and hiding it. So yeah, that's why you can't something that buy Mike certain did, stuff that Mike also, would not have realized if Dominic yes. wouldn't have told him. <laughs> it's also uh, the the whole island was about mining silver. Mm-hmm. Like that oh. was that was it was a silver mine. I didn't and know that. So so that's cool. It, flash forward spoilers: It isn't silver. It's a metal from the ancient land of East called Claria, which is the only thing that can defeat the final boss of this game. It has it's like anti demon metal. And the prequel to this game, East Origin, which remakes all the bosses from one and two, it's it's rad and takes place entirely in the final dungeon of this. Oh, um, shows you deciding to hide all this Claria equipment underground, so it makes sense that this stuff is just lying around caves, and that the same key opens all of them. Like they go back and explain that, huh. which I think is super neat. Also, the one okay. game that doesn't start at all, I think. Yeah, because it's seven hundred years before he was born. Yes. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't mind trying that at some point. Yeah, it's 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 the story you're reading in the books of East. 
Oh, okay. And then the, the second boss you fight at the bottom of this tower is a giant worm, which I really liked this fight because it wasn't hard. And it was after that first boss kicking my ass, it was nice to have a boss that wasn't that bad. And that's where you get the first Yee's book. Just yeah. one that flies around the map and just attack it. Yes. Yep. Uh, you just need to stay away from its head, which I it's not its weak point. It's the opposite. Yes. So hit everything else. So much simpler. And then, like, I would have gotten confused. I think you have to go back and talk to the girl that you rescued, or is that later we have to find her on the dock? I don't think you have to find her on the dock. Uh, I thought I'd seen. She does go on the dock, and they're like, yeah, I should go talk to her. You do. And then this is when you go to the mine. The mines were complicated because you can't see very far ahead of you. So if if you go back to the first town at this point, you realize Tara's been murdered. Oh, yes. Okay. The fortune teller who hired you. And I thought that was kind of funny that the guy's like, yeah, she she died. Okay. Like, it's not, it wasn't that big of a deal to them. Well, <laughs> it's so not big a deal that in certain versions of four, she just shows up fine. What? Uh, oh. I, I think canonically she's dead now because four got a remake and I don't think she's in that. You said the DS version might have had a dungeon or like a little area. Yeah. I don't know. I That's just that, what I heard about. It's like. It vaguely rings a bell. I, I feel like it was more just like there was a cave behind her house. So you just had to go in and like get something. Okay. But that's my memory of it, though. It's not entirely clear. I played that last like several years ago. So yeah, <laughs> I've never touched that version. That's just like reading the differences a long time ago. Yeah, it's not made by Falcon. It's made by Interchannel. So mm-hmm. no, I also didn't realize you get a. I got a few random items. Like I got a mirror at one point. And you're supposed to sell that items. And I never did any of that. I just I just hoarded everything. Um, I don't think you can sell the mirror. The mirror freezes all enemies on screen. You Okay, he sold something that looked like a mirror. Maybe it wasn't a mirror. Well, it was a him shield. sells it to you. Yeah. Okay. You can buy mirrors and wings from, and wings are just like Dragon Quest Chimera wings, go back to town, and mirrors freeze all enemies on screen. I regretted not buying those, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I had to run around a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, nice, I, my it's gold. nice to have in the final dungeon. Yeah, it would have helped. Because I was trying to save all my gold so I could buy the better armor, and then it got to a point where I, I didn't need to. <laughs> Oh, and like in the mine, the thing I didn't like about the mines is that it's very hard to see. You have a very like mm-hmm. small window of the light around you when you're running around. And I did not like that at all. It really irritated me. Yeah, it's it's this huge maze and it's really hard to see. It's it's designed for you to get lost in it. Yeah. Yes. And I know you have to go find the harmonica. I don't remember the harmonica is in the mine or where you find it. It's in the mine. Okay, because you have to find the harmonica. You give it to this girl you saw earlier, that same girl we talked about. You get the paper to. And then when you do that, that unlocks you being able to go to these trees and t- in the in the field that will then give you the silver armor. Well, right? Not yeah, quite. So You're forgetting an important step. What am I forgetting? <laughs> in the mine, you also get a seed. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. But you need to eat, right? You need to eat the seed to talk to the trees. Yeah. I so would that's... not have figured this out, I, f- I felt like, without a guide. So they did it's... tell you, like, oh, people who eat the seed have been known to blah, 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 blah. So it's it's really cool in the lore. I didn't realize this until this playthrough. When Rhea is playing the harmonica, she is waking up the forest. Like the Rototree say, hey, when when the goddess Rhea, Rhea is a goddess, Fina is a goddess, spoilers, that wakes up the land, this like sleeping land of uh, Asteria. So in the opening, which starts with her playing the harmonica, it pans up to the Rototree uh, showing all the town as like, Moves from the harmonica version to the full orchestral version. It's it's a really good opening. Watch the opening cutscene if you. Uh, it's cool if you haven't. I did. I, I enjoyed the cutscene. I I was. I thought they were pretty cool too. It was a. It was just. It was a pretty game. Yeah, very pretty. <laughs> but no, I thought it was funny how you had to eat the seed and you talk to the trees and they give you the silver sword, just the silver armor. 
Sword. Uh, the silver armor is in the shrine. Okay. And yeah, they give you the sword. Okay. I know there's a shield too because I had all I had everything. Yep. Camera where I the think shield the shields in the mines. Yeah, it's funny how you talk to a tree though. I don't know. I found that kind of talk to two trees. Yeah, they're probably kind of hilarious. I will say it, it did strike me as slightly creepy where you could just like before that you could just go to the tree and then like you just stare at it. Yeah. <laughs> And it plays like this ominous music. Like something's supposed to happen here. Yeah, and it's not. <laughs> it's interesting. And then you That's go always back where I get stuck. They also made the world map a little bit larger in this version, so yeah. I find it easy to get lost looking for the road of trees. Ever I oh, forgot about thing, the second tree for a while. One thing we haven't. It took me a while to find those trees too when I was looking around. And one thing we haven't mentioned yet is you you heal in this game by standing still. When you're Only not when you're game, outside. Which is most of the game. A lot of the game you're outside. And then if, when you find the heal ring inside, I think the mine, you can stand wherever and heal. And then you yep. also have the health potion, too. Yeah, I never used them. You can only hold one at a time. Yeah. I, I used them before bosses, mostly. I just always had the heal ring on, so I would stand, once I got that, so I just stood still. Yeah, same. That <laughs> was okay. Is the mine the worst boss in the mines. This is one of the... This was a terrible boss fight. You fight <laughs> a giant is- bat. Oh, oh okay. yes, yes. Yeah, vampire. I yes. don't hate it, but it's hard. It, it's hard if you it's don't know the trick. Like when I I first came into this, you see him, and you turn into a bunch of bats. If you touch any of the bats, you will get murdered. Yeah. You have to run around the room, but you have to run into the corner so the bats all kind of follow you into a certain like shape so they're easier to avoid. Otherwise, they'll cover the whole the whole room you're in, and then yeah. you have to wait for a sound. When you hear the sound, you got to rush at him and hit him so you can't get too far away from the bats or you won't make it in time to hit him. Right. So East was a PC game coming out when what we think of as bullet hell was starting in Japan on Japanese PCs, and you really see some of it here. Oh, okay. I, I think the bosses are really like bullet hell patterns. And I this, was a, really... this was a very hard fight for me it's the insane. first time. But the worst part is you can only hit him when he reforms, and he reforms for probably Less. about a second. Yeah, it's really fast. Like, but it's also the, the window is not completely the entire time he's reformed either. No, there's a in this version, there's like a nice little purple swirl to let you know when he's vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Which helps a little bit. And the sound, there's also a sound, too. There's some kind of it makes a certain type of sound that you have to you want to listen to listen but, for. And and it's important, you know, that because if you're not hitting it, you take damage. Yes. No damage to him. The guy is how I knew what to do because I, I had to look up. I had to read. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was. I also hitting. had to look up a guide for this one because I forgot. And it was like, yeah, you just got to do it. Yeah. There's no trick other than that. I died Which a is... couple times on him until I, I just got I got the timing down right and I understood what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't it was not a fun fight. I I think I left an upgrade in my gear before that fight, and it, it was still pretty tough. But I yeah. I was way under leveled first time I got there. I had uh, the best gear because I went and I farmed a whole bunch to get enough money to buy the best gear because I just that's how I play RPG sometimes, especially a game like this where I can't cheat. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't play with save states. I was most likely level 10 by this point anyway. I I can't. I might have been. I think I the guy recommends you get level 10 for this guy. I think I was level 10. Yeah. And then uh, it's just a question of can I get like 100 percent gold, 100 percent XP before the game is over? So I was yes. <laughs> the game tricked me in this part because when you when you beat him, you go into a room, you get you get the wise book after you beat him and you go and, and you go into a room and you see two pedestals. And I thought, OK, I'm mm-hmm. going to come back here for some reason. Well, story's not over. Not a good point, because it's the second one. Mm hmm. OK, that makes more sense. I was wondering, I'm like, this is why is this here if I don't because I never went back to it. Because then after this, you go back to town 
you have to talk to a few people, and then this is where you then get sent to the thieves' den. Mm-hmm. And, the where, thieves- uh, and the thieves is the thieves' guild is run by Jebba's son, Goban. Yes. Yes. Is Jebba the mayor of that town? Jebba's the the ant. Oh, the ant. Okay. Yeah. So, so the the leader of the thieves, Goban, Sarah, and Jebba are all like members of a family, a family called Toba. There's also the, the plot, the minor plot point about the silver bells that are missing. Oh yeah, you have to go oh, find yeah. it in the mines. And and if you give it to the mayor, he gives you a ring that doubles your damage, which is really powerful. And the mayor's just like, yeah, it's those darn thieves that are doing it. And you're like, no, it's not. He's like, I can't believe that. Them. They're like, no, that we didn't do it. We steal from the rich. <laughs> And if you find it underground, he's like, oh, well, I was quick to judge. And then I like how the game warns you, though, before you go to Dram Tower, the game tells you once you go in here and you disappoint and overturn. Mm-hmm. Goban is like, this place is a death trap. I am sealing you in. I will open the door at dawn. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will work. You can't get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I like it that the game tells you at least like, yeah, you can't leave. So be prepared when you go in here. In the story, Jebba learns the last couple books of East are in Darm Tower, which is this giant, mysterious tower pulsing with red energy in the middle of Asteria. And, and the there's also one of the items you find is the evil ring. And if you, I think if you equip it too early, it'll just kill you. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a cursed <laughs> ring that all it does is it kills you. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. And you need to have an item equipped that wards off curses, which you need to use for other parts of the dungeon. But I think it's just funny that, like, that's what you have to do, because I would not have. I mean, yeah, I just I just thought it was just like, you know, very 1987 things. So uh, Darm Tower is is, ba- is basically half the game. It's like close to it. Yeah. Yeah. This it dungeon. is good. It is cool that they don't make you like equip the ring because like in the PSP version, at least you have like hot swaps between all the rings. OK. It's like you just keep pressing R to get different rings on it. They conveniently, don't put that one in the rotation. <laughs> that's nice. I'm like, oh, you hit the wrong button. You're dead. Yeah, because because the other rings are like they're all There's really a good. Double your it's defense. Like, du- yeah, double your damage. Um, half the damage you take heal when you stand still. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, and then die. They're all opposing forces. You know, you either take damage or you get healed. You either mm-hmm. deal more damage or you receive less. You can't take it off, right? You can. Okay. I mean, evil ring. I I thought when you equipped it, uh, you it can't unless you have the off. thing that uncurses it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so so I got really, damage. really confused in this tower because I know I did it once where there's a way to pop up and show what floor I was on, but I don't know what key I hit to do that, so I couldn't get it again. Oh, so I could yeah, never yeah. tell where I was, and I was just wandering around aimlessly trying to figure out what the hell I was doing. That would that would be tougher. I, I kept the full HUD on through. I did too. Dungeon. I didn't know how to turn it. I turned it on once by accident, and I couldn't figure out how the hell I did it, and I didn't know how to do it again. It's just L1 for me. No, it, wasn't. it was select, I think, on PSP. It's like it was a keyboard key that I hit by accident once, and I couldn't find it again. <laughs> I tried. I first played this game on keyboard in the winter, and I remember uh, turning a space heater on to like warm up my fingers because I was stuck on a boss. <laughs> yeah, there's oh. like twenty some floors of this thing. It's a very 25. confusing tower when you can't tell what floor you're on because you have to go around and find certain because equi- you need to go find your silver equipment, which is randomly in the tower because you get well, captured. Mm-hmm. You get captured. And you only escape when the thief who went in ahead of time, Dogi, bursts through the wall. And at least in the Chronicles artwork, he also steps through the game's, like, golden frame. Like, he puts his foot in the HUD and he just, like, steps into the... It's great. Oh, this is where you find the Sleepwalker, too. Yes. He's here again. Really? Yeah. 
Because he's in Robert. prison with you. Because he's like, yeah, I I was sleepwalking and I got in here somehow. Like, I thought sure. that was kind of funny. I mean, you know, apparently she didn't tie him to the bed enough. So <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. Like when I first woke up in the cell, I'm like, oh great, what do I got to do? I talk to him. I'm checking the bars. I'm like, all right, I can't. I want to shake the bars three times to see if the guard will come in. But no, it did not work. And you just and then the guy just punches through the wall. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you you they really let you steam in there and be like, yes. nope, you can't find the way out until you're burst out, bust out. And then you can keep getting caught and he'll keep doing it for There's as many cells there are in the game. Times. I, I, I got caught three times because I kept getting lost <laughs> and I kept running into that room and getting recaught. <laughs> Luckily, I, I hadn't found any of my silver equipment yet, so it didn't really matter. I Because you'll, you'll keep stealing through. your silver equipment each time you go there if you keep yeah. getting caught. Yeah. I resorted to a walkthrough uh, late in this dungeon, even though I played this a bunch. It helps because this dungeon's really freaking confusing. Like at one point, because the guy tells you to go find his friend and he's hiding. You have to go into a certain room with a bunch of statues, equip the ma- eye mask that, or mask of eyes that you got earlier. And then you mask can of see truth. Yeah, I have truth. Then you can see where he's hiding. You'll talk to him. He gives you the thing that will uncur- that will let you not get caught by the traps. Right. And then you have to give like an idol to him, and there's like a whole thing about just items mm-hmm. passing through at all because he's there. Oh yeah, at, at the very end to get the item that opens the final boss door. I but that's the, that's when I looked at the walkthrough. The at all is also really confusing because you keep going out on this balcony, and I didn't mm-hmm. understand how the balcony worked. Like if I went left or if I went right, if I was going up or down, I couldn't. Right. I couldn't, couldn't understand what was on. happening. It's the stairs. Yeah, you really need to see what floor you're on for this dungeon. <laughs> And, like, the guy would tell me, oh, go to floor five. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck floor five is. It's way harder in this dungeon's already. Really it's, it's, also, it's also fun when, like, multiple rooms have, like, multiple exits. Mm-hmm. So like, is this floor five? Oh, the other one's floor six because it's going up higher, I think. But who and, knows? And this is where some of the puzzles get just absurd to me. My, my favorite is you beat a boss and all you get for beating the boss is a hammer. You need to yes. go to under this hallway where there's a sound that's killing you, which is terrifying. You need to go to the floor under it and knock down one of the pillars to filter the sound out. Because, as the game explains, or even the game or the, the walkthrough I read, they look like organ pipes. They do yes. look like organ pipes, it's true. So how do you defeat an organ pipe? You smash it. What What was the boss for this one? Is this the Praying Mantis boss? Yeah, I think so. Okay, this was kind of a cool fight. So it's a giant praying mantis that throws sickles at you, and I, I didn't. I mean, I was level ten. I had the best armor. I'm like, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Like, none of the fights are as bad as that bat fight. No. Well, there this... was the one. There was the one before that where you went to like the black and white room, and like it, you got transported to the where we found the uh, the altar and the play, like that we didn't go to. That was a bad fight. I thought. Was that the Dracula fight? Uh, was that the bat fight? Yeah, no. that's the bat fight. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and then you go into them. You get into a mirror maze too in this place, which at all after you beat each boss, you get one another one of the book. Yes, and it has yeah. three bosses in here. I don't remember what the other one was yet, but we'll get there. The the weird orb thing. You just oh, run yeah, into. yeah. That's one I just had to. I, I didn't have the silver equipment at that point, and I just had to find it. It's it's totally like if you're not doing enough damage, you just die here. I like that. I didn't have a pro- well. I had the silver equipment because I the guy told me where to find it. But God, is it fucking confusing. Especially when you don't know what floor you're on. I had to go by, like, at one point, I had to pull up a YouTube video and just watch what the guy did step for step. So I had my phone going with the YouTube videos. I didn't want to get lost again. Yeah, I, I think you really need to see that that floor here. Yeah, you, I wish I would have figured figure out or at least, you know, Googled how to turn that on because I wouldn't have had nearly enough 
as much problems. I knew what floor I was on and where I was going, but when you can't tell where the hell you are, it's very confusing. Yeah. I mean, you have a mirror room or a mirror maze area yeah. where you have to go through the mirrors that teleport you. That was confusing. Yeah, and there's, what do you need to get into the annex? Yeah, you need to figure out the thing with the evil ring and the blue necklace. Yes, because um, you get the blue the necklace Rhea in the annex, and that's before the mirror maze, but on a higher floor. Yeah, yes. you get the you get the necklace from the old man when you give him the idol, which is what gets you by the traps, and then you get to a door you can't open. It says something about I have to be evil to open this yeah, door. You need an evil heart, and then you have to put on the. If you don't put on blue necklace, you're going to die. Then you put on the the ring, and then you can go inside and talk to Rhea, who was captured. Who gives you the monocle, which the monocle that you read the Yee's books is you can't translate them yourself. So then you got to so run through the entire dungeon again. That's what I assumed the slip of paper was. I Because uh, I remembered getting the monocle. And I'm like, oh, I should be able to read this. And you can't. <laughs> yeah, no. You were already supposed to give that to her way before. Yes. When she was standing on the uh, well, like the, the the castle part. of Yeah, the she's town. on the wall. Yeah, the wall. Um, yeah, it's It was very unique, though. I was like, I was just surprised how much was in this game from 1987. Yeah, it, it feels almost like a like a Castlevania game, like one of the later Metroidvanias. Just yeah. like, here's a and bunch then, of people in this environment that hates you and you're all lost in it together. And then the game tricked me, which Dominic had brought this up when we were talking beforehand. So in the in the final dungeon, you get a battle shield and battle armor. And I think you even get a, you even get a flame sword. Oh, you, flame get, sword. Yeah. you get new equipment. I'm like, okay, cool. So I did what any RPG guy would do and I equipped all the, I equipped everything. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> no, you, you kind of need that equipment to do well for a lot of the bosses to get through the final floors you need to get through you need the rest yeah. of the equipment to to get to the last boss no oh, i mean that's the best equipment in the game yeah but not for the last boss <laughs> no i mean as as they explain he's only vulnerable to claria which i i thought was cool but i mean i, I so i wore it for a bit and i was running through and I, I liked the rest of this dungeon i thought it was pretty you know besides being confused as all hell what i was doing it was creative mm. and, and i i really like the MacGuffins in this game the books of east which are, you know, it's just like, you know, it's a Zelda game. Like, oh, collect the six amulets. This game came out the same year Zelda did. And I think ah. they're kind of going for the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you're learning the story of this ancient civilization called East that was protected by two goddesses, invaded by demons, and the demons, like, took it away from the earth 700 years ago. So many little puzzles. Like, like you were talking about with the sound room where you have to break the thing to get by. Otherwise, it kills you. I don't know if I would have figured that out easily. Yeah, that, I mean, that there's... puzzles an origin too with even less, uh, even fewer hints. They kind of just <laughs> expect you to have played East One. That's cool. Origin's kind of a remake of, of East One. It takes place entirely in this dungeon. That's cool. I, I do want to play that now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's longer of a game. And then yeah. I, I know oh. at some point you have to go back down the tower to find the sleepwalker again. And this time he's all injured and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the game uh, makes you go up and down this tower multiple times, which is really hard. You don't know what floor you're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- thankfully, like when you get the monocle, it's not too far back. No, no like, it, you, you go back. It's like, further back than you might think you'd. Yeah, it's further back than I wanted to. So to go faster, I got captured. And, oh, God. And realized, oh, the Claria equipment is gone. So I just loaded my safe. <laughs> I thought I still think it's funny how they steal all your silver equipment because it's the one thing that can kill the final boss. That is mm-hmm. kind of funny. Well, that's why he's hiding it through the game for that same reason because you're finding it in these like locked treasure chests, and that's why everything silver is going missing. Right, and, and then it, you get to the final boss, Dark Fact. <laughs> so when Dark I first—that's his name. What's his name? Dark Fact. Kind of name. Which is which is just a, and that gets way funnier to me when you start meeting the other facts. 
like one of the main characters of East Origin is Hugo Fact, and Toll Fact is pretty important for the rest of the game. And this guy just, it... just happens to be named Dark Fact. So when I went, when I went, I felt like it was a translation. It had to be a translation error at first. Dark Fact. So. Yeah, it, it just be. seems. So, he really reminded me of the guy, the boss from Lunar One for oh, PS One. Yeah, what's his name? I don't Galleon? remember. I yes. just. It's been a long time since I played Lunar One. I just vaguely remember, and he, and he reminded me of Lunar One. That's a great character. That's a more fun version of this. Galleon, that's his name. He's a really good game. Yeah. I need to replay. I, I feel like, too. I feel like he was also renamed something else at some point. I'm looking it up. I thought maybe the DS version had a slightly different version of the name. I can't remember. I do know there was like quibbles about the translation between versions. I've heard like Doc Fucht, and I understand why they wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So I went into this boss fight because I had I'd equipped my flame sword. I had my better armor and I got massacred in seconds. And I was like, mm. what the hell? This is how am I going to do this? Because he is kind of a bullet e hell level. He's bouncing back and forth around the room. He's constantly shooting projectiles at you that you really can't dodge everything. Yeah. And every, you're kind of just taking that. Yeah, you have to. You have to tank it. And every time you get hit, he, every, not everything, every time you hit him, he, yeah. breaks the floor you're standing on so he's destroying your small map that you're in so at, as the map gets smaller and more treacherous you're trying to predict where he's going to be and the intersect him at the edges where it won't box you in it's it's a really cool fight it's really weird and i really like it it's just kind of a, a gotta try and then you might not do it kind of thing like you just gotta keep trying yeah, i died you could so easily track yourself and and I like this this version a lot more than the TurboGrafx version, because in the TurboGrafx version, you just keep leveling up because you're going to play East 2 after and going to keep leveling up through East 2. So you can just get strong enough to kill him. Here you need to learn yeah, and try and die. And you need to be smart enough to put on your silver stuff, too. Yes. Also, I'm looking up the East wiki because I'm looking up Dark Fact. Uh, I, need to, I need to issue a correction here. Claria is not silver. No, it's not. But they he thinks it's... He can't tell when things are Claria or Silver. That's why Clary, he's his his cape stuff. is made of Claria, and that's the and that's and Silver is made to defeat Claria. Oh, really? Okay, yes. interesting. Yes. Okay, we learned something new. <laughs> and yeah, I got I confused. I, was, I know after he died, you have, to, you have to pick up the book off his dead body, and I couldn't find it. I was like, "What the hell?" I wasn't clicking in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're kind of <laughs> you kind of just need to like pick up his robes and find the mm-hmm. last book of these there. And then when you read the last book, if you read all the books before that, because like, you're supposed to with the monocle, then the game, mm-hmm. you potentially beat the game then. And, yes. and yeah, the, the last book of East talks about like, oh, a great hero will gather all the books of East and learn our story. And as soon as Adol reads that, he's like engulfed in light, flies off to unknown lands. It's, it's, it's a fun me. ending. Because <laughs> he essentially goes up to the sky, if, if I, cause mm-hmm. I was reading a little bit about the next game. Yep. Yeah, okay. he. Uh, so the second game, you fly up into the sky, and East is still there, and people are still living there. It's just been isolated for seven hundred years, and you're there in East itself, trying to figure out what happened here and how to solve it and get it back to Earth. Okay, I it's think cool. it's just cool as hell that when I found, like, I didn't realize this until very recently that, or like yesterday, that East one and two are supposed to, were supposed to be one game, but they couldn't do it. I didn't know if they couldn't do it, but they were definitely made as like chapters one and two. Yeah. Also, I'm learning now that there was actually a DS exclusive boss fight. That might be what I'm thinking of. And I will link the video in just a moment here. Did you do it when you played on DS before? I must have. I don't remember. (laughs) But you can also see how it looks different. 
Yeah, the cool. DS version, when I was looking it up, does look a lot. Well, because it's DS, of course. So I seem to remember reading you could either use the bump system with touch or buttons with an attack button. <laughs> but I've never played bump. it, so I could be wrong. It's great. I mean, I'm just happy that, like, I'll, I'm always happy now when games get ported constantly like this. It makes me happy. Imagine if Zelda got this treatment. Yeah. Yo, imagine if every, like, 20, 10 years after Zelda came out, we got a version that tried to keep as much of it could, as much as it could be okay. original while smoothing it over. Okay. So I'm looking at it, and it seems like there is a statue outside of the shrine off to the left, and that's how you get there. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's the extra area. I guess. What does it get you? It's like, oh, the chest is empty. Sarah must have been here already. Nah. <laughs> okay. And then that's so, that's your cue to go back to Sarah. And oh, she's been murdered. Wow. Well, I bet, it's, I bet it's, it's a lot of experience. I bet it's like taking out uh, a force grinding section. I guess so. Because people were really against those before Dark Souls came out. I was thinking of Elden Ring a lot when I was playing this game. <laughs> playing a lot of Elden Ring. <laughs> I think everybody you know, is that I've talked to recently. Yeah. And hey, this was uh, this was one of the first action RPGs ever made. Yes, um, yes. So this is this is made by a company named Falcom, who were a big Japanese PC developer back in the really eighties, nineties, and aughts. Like they they stayed on PC until E seven and oh nine, and they invented the action RPG with a game called Dragon Slayer. And then there's Xanadu, which is a side scrolling version of that. So you really see like, oh, Zelda one and two are takes on Dragon Slayer one and two, which is um, what I would think about. Mm-hmm. And and the year Zelda comes out, Falcom has their own like, no, this is an action RPG you can actually play and understand. Yes, <laughs> you cannot go back and play Dragon Slayer. I've tried. <laughs> I'm curious because like you know they they still have a lot of these games coming out like you know what Tokyo Xanadu was basically yep. the new version of that. Well, it, it's a sequel. Oh, is it a sequel? Okay, yeah, it's like it's, they have a, a new game. They have a handful of games they've kind of go between. Like there's a Brandish is another series they've had. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of these are Dragon Slayer games like Dragon Slayer 2, Xanadu, Xanadu Next, Tokyo Xanadu, Dragon Slayer 6, The Legend of Heroes, The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, The Legend of Hero Trails of Cold Steel. Like Dragon Slayer is still going, but it's just these weird, tenuous connections. I it's really even more want to play. The Legend of Heroes, like the the ones that aren't the Trails in the Sky, just the other ones, because I actually have them on PSP. I bought at one point. I bought a PSP. I bought a ton of cheap RPGs so, for PSP. They're not cheap anymore. No, but they were cheap when I bought them at the Pawn Star. <laughs> that PS don't want to get too off topic, but that PSP we're almost done. So. Weird because the PC version is an RTS, and when they brought it to PSP in America, they simplified the battle system each time. Like they totally ripped it out and changed it. So it's a it's a traditional JRPG that was originally an RTS. That is strange. Also, I know the Legend of Heroes, the early ones in PSP are notorious for bad translation. I hear the first one has a really bad translation, and then they get better. Like it's okay. the same company, and they paid more because they're like it was, it was Namco, oh. I believe. Yeah, this was outsourced. Um, it, it, East Chronicles, like a lot of Falcom games in the tens and early aughts, yeah. was handled by Exceed. There were a few people at Exceed who were huge Falcom fans and really reached out to get a working relationship with Falcom yes. and port a ton of those titles over. Like um, this is the important part because before this, it was just random. Yeah, like, like like the newest version before this that you could play was the Turbo Graphics version. Well, Atlas did the DS version previous oh that. that was before it before yes. that okay good to know and then because like, i 
Yeah. I have looked at a bunch of Legend of Heroes games and I'm just Googling them on how long to beat. And one of them's like 43 hours for Legend of Heroes of three for PSP. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, then you have uh, Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, which is 40 hours and it's one third of the game. It was published yeah. in three volumes. Kind of like East. Mm-hmm. But then like you have like East uh, Ark of Napishtim or Napishtim. I can't remember how it's Ark pronounced. Ark of Napishtim, East 6. That's a, that, that was Konami that published that. Oh, yeah. Well, that was on PS, the PS2 version. Yeah. Yeah, I I love E6. I that's it's a cool game. Like I I love E1 a lot, but some of the other E games are just some of my favorite games of all time. And so it's like you just have them constantly like just jockeyed around until Exceed was like, no, we're gonna actually do it. And they did it right. Like there is so much care put into this translation, and for the PC version, they took the extra stuff from the PSP version, like the new art, the ability to juggle the soundtracks, the time attack, boss rush mode, and they like modded the PC version basically to have this perfect version that you can only really play in English. And then the the story behind the translation of like those games and the the Trails in the Sky series is itself an interesting story too. Yeah, it's wild stuff happens there. Yes. And Yeesh As, three looks like it's a side scroller or only in the snap. So that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. East three one one it was originally called Wanderers from East because it's like, no, East is over, but here's the continuing adventures of Adol Kristen. And now that there are nine East games, it's like, nope, it's East three. Yeah. So that's a side scroller kind of okay. the way Xanadu and Zelda two were. Okay. I like it a lot. It's weird. It's hard. I've only the, played the remake. Yeah. What's the remake on the remake is a PC game that they okay. imported to PSP and PSP. Yep. Open yep. Felgana. Yeah. And that's done with the E six engine, but it's after E six. So it's like more polished. It's a little simplified. That's my favorite game in the series. I, I think it's just this incredible action game. And it's not a side scroller, but it still has a lot of that weird, super vertical level design. So you're yeah. diving off cliffs and like plunging a sword into enemy skulls from half across, halfway across the map. It's, it's, I, we might have to play that then eventually. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> a guy looks way different than the, re- okay. It's like a completely different game than I, you know, yeah, way. it's, it's a full remake. Mm-hmm. It, okay. it, yeah, complete remake, but they like expand the story in some really fun ways, and they pay homage to the original level design. This is also the point too. It's worth noting, like this is the point when fan translations were starting to be actually used. Yeah, for that's localization. How I, that's how I first played it. This version, I played yes. East One complete with a translation patch. But like, I'm looking like Oven Belgana had the fan translation just used and then actually was just like here we go we're, we're gonna use they, this to kind of keep costs down they they updated it a lot yeah but but they bought that as a basic translation um at least they bought a it. weird story around that translation so someone disavowed himself of all right to that translation and like because people people um leaked the beta leaked the beta translation patch and he's like all right, this is canceled. I'm leaving the community. I don't want anything to do with this patch. So he didn't get any of the money when Exceed bought it, even though he did the translation. And he's like, he went back and updated all those installers with curse words to curse out the community because he hates it so much. <laughs> like, I don't entirely blame him, but it's also a really childish way to go about it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, people leak stuff all the time. Just mean they're excited. Like in this case, like you weren't yeah, doing it for money. So why do you care? That, yeah. that's that's the part i won't defend him about but like you know he did the translation yeah but why be i mean like why be sure. upset to somebody like you know like hey this isn't the final bill like i got it coming just wait but people were excited like again yeah, yeah. i i think he charged people for the beta which is also kind of sketchy yeah uh you can't do that yeah because what you're doing is partly illegal in that case <laughs> so 
and then East Origin had an Italian translation patch first, and that was like an Italian American translated that into English, but it was super crashy. Like I, when I first beat the final boss, it it crashed the desktop like three times until I'm like, all right, I'm playing this in windowed mode, and finally got to the end. Yeah, this series is wild. Yeah, I I love it. It's it was such a rabbit hole. I I like heard nothing about this series. East Four has three different versions. Mm-hmm. And the Canon version, the Genesis version Falcom was making was canceled. So there was not a Canon version of East four until the Vita remake of that canceled Genesis game. I just find it interesting. After all these years, you guys finally got me to actually care about yeast. <laughs> it's great. It's a cool series. Just, I never cared. I mean, it would it's come a- out and I'd be like, that's nice. Who the hell cares? And now I'm like, I care. <laughs> it's like, kind of surprised. it's like Zelda Welcome. is cool. I like Zelda. Wind Waker's, Great, Ocarina of Time, fantastic. Two of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. I think if people had had East, there'd be a very different conversation. I hear East is really popular in France. Almost all, it looks like a bunch of them are on Steam also, so that's yep. nice. Yeah, Exceed put them all on Steam, I believe. And then because Exceed had done that work when, who does it now? Is it NAS Nipponichi? America. Yeah, Nipponichi does the more recent stuff and people weren't happy with what they did early on. So they like retranslated East eight and really fixed up the PC version. Yeah. They really screwed that one so, up at first. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Falcom has been treated pretty well in the West. And now with trails from zero, they did it again. They bought a translation NIS brought a translation. Yes. And polished it up and that's coming to switch PC and PS. Because this year, just like, just like XC did. NIS was like, okay, we got four, five of them in the pipeline. We're working on them. And like every Trails game has a similar amount of text to like Crime and Punishment. Like yes. the NPC dialogue updates after you do anything. So there's yes. just thousands and thousands of pages to translate. <laughs> so if fans, that's why when fans do this, they're like, yo, we'll, we'll buy that. It's, it's weird to be in like the second era of like Falcom getting like this influx of just like a publisher being like we're gonna really commit to this and do it right mm-hmm. and it's like nice it's to see it but it's like it's such a storied company with so many games that have never been translated they're such an important company in like japanese game history yes that we just don't have preserved in a lot of ways like i had a hell of a time getting the original east running and the original xanadu running or like by the time even then, like by the time that Exceed was finished like with Nihon Falcon on the PSP, they were releasing like Trails in the Sky SC in like twenty fifteen on the PSN store. Yeah, after Trails of Cold Steel. No, it, no. Third was after Trails of Cold Steel. Yes. So they, they did things out of order because they're like, Well, the Vita's well, gonna die, so we gotta make these games now. Also the story <laughs> behind the translation of SC is itself the weirdest darkest part of the story yes where they outsourced it to another localization company and things went really bad yeah um if you want to read more about this there's a great kotaku article that could could i send that to you in the to put in the notes like <laughs> sure cool if i remember by the time this comes out yes that's fine yeah. but like i literally bought a psp for the series and then it's like the first one came out where is the next one four right. years later yeah <laughs> the vita has already been out I think we should wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to go to Shelf Stacker Box. And I'll go first. So I came into this with no expectation. I had no history at all with this game. I was like, okay, you know, Dominic had recommended that we play it. I'm like, sure, why not? I mean, I'm always looking for new ideas, and I need to be open to 
different games besides just what I would pick. So I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll play this. And I was blown away by how much I enjoyed this game. Like, I I had a lot of fun. And I was like, this is really good, Ashley. And I was completely surprised with it. And, I'm, you know, it's it's a fun little action, you know, action-adventure game. Or, or, or action RPG. That's the word oh, I want. I really liked it. So it's going on the shelf. And I'm actually now, for the first time in my life, I actually care to play other games in this series. <laughs> for the first time in my 34 years of life, I actually give a shit. So I'm impressed, I'm Dominic. Darm Tower didn't... Uh... I didn't like it, but no, it didn't. It didn't turn me off. Uh, what about you, Dominic? Shelf oh, or shelf yeah, box? they're all of them are on the shelf. Uh, uh, I mean, like <laughs> DS versions on the shelf, PSP versions on the shelf. They're both great. I know that you know there's differences, and the DS versions not looked upon fondly. But that was a very important game for me. That's how, that was mm-hmm. my gateway. So they're both on the shelf. The only e skin that's not on the shelf right now is Memories of Salsetta. And maybe I've got to replay that and maybe I'll like it this time. Who knows? Yeah. The the stuff after six I don't go for as much. <laughs> that's a different podcast topic. Yes. We, we need went... five to come out already. Five never came out again? Five five is the only uh console East is the only one just released first on console. What system? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. <sighs> yeah, and it it does not look like he's it plays fine. It's okay. Instead it of East 10, they're going to go, they'll, re- they'll remake 5, probably. That'll be cool. They need to. Like, they did, they remade 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yes. And then they kind of remade 1 and 2 again with Origin. And I don't think they need to remake 6. 6 is fine. I love 6. 6 is so yeah, good. 5 looks like a SNES RPG. It is. <laughs> looks fine. It looks like a Zelda clone, which is Yeah, it looks like a Zelda clone. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, Andy, what about you? Shelf stacker box. If if it's not obvious, this is a shelf game for me. I I think I might actually have my version of the the turbo graphic the turbo graphics version on the shelf. I love this game. I play it through every year because it takes me two hours. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah, to sell. I really love this game. I can understand why. I finally get it after all these years. I finally <laughs> get it. <laughs> hey, if you need more uh like working or studying music. We could always if you want to come back to this, we can always do the master system version of East One. I'm sure that's gonna be. Great to with, play. Uh, Aaron Kristen. Oh, God. That version was actually translated to English. Yes. Mm, I think I'm good. I don't think I need to play the old versions of this game. I think I'm okay. <laughs> play I played play the definite version, in my opinion. I'm, I'm good. Mm. I mean, some games I'll go back. Like, res- example, I want to at some point play the original Resident Evil PS1 version. We played that we did the yeah. remake on the show. But that's there's not a lot of games where I want to go back to something that old and, re- and play the older version. But some. Yeah, the Resident Evil one and two are are fun examples because I think Completely they have well, but they they have amazing remakes that are really true to the spirit of the original that also don't obsolete the original. Like they're they're like no, let's do something new with this and something yeah. interesting, which is why I think they're some of the best remakes ever made. And Dominic, where can people find you at? Oh yeah, I'm on the Overblood Facebook group. I have a podcast on YouTube called This in Waves. It's a fun podcast. You should check it out. It's written stuff for Tilted Windmill Studios. I'm having something up here in the new uh, issue of Lock On by Lost and Cult. That's going to be fun. Be sure to uh, read that. All right. And Daniel, anything you want to plug? Not really. I'm I'm pretty private on the internet these days. Okay. <laughs> which and if you maybe enjoyed someday this episode... I'll have stuff to plug. I have no other easy episodes to promote because I haven't done any other yet, but there will be in the future, I'm sure, now that we open this can of worms. So look forward to that. But we have tons of episodes. We cover games, movies, comics. We do all sorts of shit. Just go look through our giant catalog of over 300 plus episodes. You'll find something. <laughs> and if you can't find what you're looking for, 
use Podbean or Podcast Addict or some of those other podcast platforms that will then pull the whole catalog where Spotify and Apple iTunes only pull back so far. So something to be aware of if you're looking for stuff and what confused why you can't find our entire catalog of 300 some episodes. So that's where you can find it all. So definitely go do that. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're only audio, but hey, every sub helps on YouTube because it makes me feel good. So please go do that. <laughs> and the and I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy who did all the MCU movies with me when we were doing that whole quest roundup thing for two years. Uh, Bill Tucker, he started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check that out. And I think, oh, and we have a Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon polls. I don't know what it will be at this time because I don't know when this will come out exactly. So definitely go check that out and help out the show. It pays for hosting. It makes me so. Please help me out. <laughs> so we will see you guys all next time. We'll see. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.